Hi Green Grow fam, this is Stephanie Rodriguez, editor and producer of the Regenerate Revolution Life Soil Success Podcast. I want to apologize for any background noise you may hear. We are here and pleasure to speak today to Carl Gorka, who has been an industry veteran for a long time. He cut his teeth in the irrigation space with, <laughs> what company was that? That was Ferguson Enterprises. Ferguson Enterprises, yeah. all right. So. Ferguson Enterprises, you guys, you did probably what, 20 years there? I did 23 years there. 23 Mark. years there, okay. So today's podcast is about irrigation, everything that a newbie and or a novice wants to know about irrigation when they're switching from a maybe a small garden up to a medium-sized garden. So that's kind of the focus because a lot of people, even myself, I'm not that great at irrigation. I actually feel like I suck at it. So, you know, we're going to talk about the different irrigation pieces and what customers should do to set up maybe like a raised bed, you know? And so if you could help us understand as a group uh, in the Regenerate Podcast Nation, we're going from a small, just tiny garden to maybe a medium-sized garden now. Like we have maybe eight raised beds or we have raised beds in a greenhouse. Like where do we start with irrigation? Well, thanks Mark first for having me. And you know, irrigation is a big thing as you well know for, you know, commercial sites that have sod, grass, residential home irrigations. And then you have the garden nursery side of irrigation with Differs dramatically, um, but the carryover today, especially with water resources, the environment, and the excess waste that goes on, you know, even with your own own home wells or city water, you know, effectively we can use water properly instead of just open the spigot and walk away. So I'm a big advocate about being responsible for our resources. Yeah, and I'll start with one of the things I'm most passionate about. And this carries into everything uh, with what you're saying about raised bed gardens, about yeah. home irrigation, even you know commercial irrigations that you see around large businesses. And um, the irrigation industry has come a long way. You know, let me back up a little bit. You know, typically everybody knows what a home irrigation system looks like. I've been to your house. I've yep. worked on yours before. Yep. And basically a lot of these nozzles and rotators, spray heads, they put out a good volume of water to keep the grasses green. And back about a dozen years ago, they wanted to be more water usage effective um, in the irrigation industry because main reason for that, Mark, is water was coming more as a commodity where basically you're gonna pay for it now, you can use this much. And so it was a big issue for a lot of, you know, residential homes with the water usage and what they're putting out. And Hunter, which everybody's familiar with that name and line, they're one of the oldest out there. Yeah, they're in all like the big box stores and everything else. Right, and this is really the segue with everything we're talking about. They came out with a new spray head versus rotor all-in-one. It was called the MP Rotator. Now, this replaced a lot of pop-up spray heads and cut down water usage by 70% of what people were using from a gallon and a half to three gallons per minute during a normal spray head. So this was phenomenal and eye-opener in the industry where you're saving 70% of your water as well as they designed this head where it would work effectively in 30 mile an hour winds and not lose any coverage. It was like little spider leg sprays that would go out and rotate around. 
So it was very effective. Um, it cut down a lot of the water loss, which typically, you know, depending on the heat and the air, how much is lost there, to where it was more streamlined, less water usage, much lower volume, as I said, and it would spray uniformly beautifully. And then people could now regulate how long they're going to run the system, how little. But still, the gallons were so much less in grass only takes so much water there's only so much moisture content yeah and what kind of soil is there how thick mm -hmm. is your thatch yeah so anyways water efficiency mp rotator so that opened up the doors minds and ears for the effectiveness with how we use water specifically where you're metered and you have to pay for it yeah now the popularity came in more so right after that with drip irrigation yeah. now drip irrigation has been around for many decades um but we just Mainly, started making some changes to it, right? Right, because where we've seen it the most was in the greenhouse nursery. Mm -hmm. You know, ornamental yep. garden baskets, distributors yeah. for um, the Lowe's, the Home Depot's, the plants grow somewhere. And so there's an old product out there called Chapin, and it's just on a very thin line. It's a metal head. You put it down in your baskets or your plant pots, you open it up, it waters effectively. And it waters hundreds and thousands of plants at the same time and people say well that's a lot of water usage so here's the understanding we'll get into farms with this too we have gallons per minute we have gallons per hour okay your residential home irrigation system or any main design you're always running for gallons per minute yeah it's easy to do takeoff i mean if your well's putting out six gallons per minute you're not going to want to do an irrigation zone that's using over six gallons of water. Yeah. So you can do the math and design that in and find out how many zones you want. And then, you know, for the customers that we've been working with, we see those types of drip emitters that are 0.3 gallons per minute, you know. Or... So here's the here's the simple math on that, man. And, and I did a chart here. So we're doing gallons per minute. So one gallon per minute versus gallons per hour and this is where we're going to bring in emitters like a one gallon per hour emitter now remember that's not one gallon a minute so we got that as a main catalyst of basically going off of as the example gallon per hour basically is 0 0.01667 wow yeah wow. We're, we're talking a very yeah. minute of water so where this plays in now for the home garden and nursery is well gee we can water a lot of stuff now how do we do it well that's where the industry blew up with different sizes of emitters from a half gallon all the way up to six gallon per hour emitter mm -hmm. and basically it went from there with scraped stakes micro sprinklers my point in passion for the biggest part where I've done designs, and this is going back from Ferguson. It was just a buddy that threw an irrigation design in front of me one day. And this is a plumbing industry says, you can do this. You can learn it. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Well, anyways, I did. I got educated on it. Ended up doing a regional director for five different states for Ferguson Enterprises launching irrigation. And then um, I launched into drip irrigation, all because a rep came in and bugged me month after month. I got tired of him. And he says, you might think of our product as very inexpensive. You can do a lot with a little. So of course he was persistent, he was professional. I listened to him. He then educated me on drip irrigation, which I do now with a lot of commercial and small cannabis farms. 
So again, when you're dealing with gallons per hour versus gallons per minute, and say again, you know, one gallon per minute versus what I told you with gallons per hour, you're able to put down several hundred one gallon per hour emitters running three, four hundred feet. Now you gotta remember there's always a friction loss in any type of pipe that you use. But typically if you have 40 to 50 pounds of pressure, you have at least five to six gallons, which is a comfortable space. You're running your line several hundred feet because you're not really having any friction loss. It's a straight line and you have the pressure. But what you're gonna do with any pressure that you have that's above 40 PSI is with drip irrigation, because you're dealing with emitters, they're little barb connections. You put this little punch hole into the tube, then you pop in these emitters. So of course, high 60 pounds of pressure, 70, are gonna blow those out of the polyethylene pipe. Yeah. So with that being said, drip irrigation, Be it's residential, be it's at home, it all runs on a filtered system and a pressure regulator. The pressure regulators go anywhere from 10 pounds, which I'll touch on in a moment, all the way to 35 pounds. Now the 10 pound regulator is used for drip tape. Drip tape is used in a lot of big, large commercial yeah. farms. And with drip tape, everything is regulated gallons per minute per length. And for the customers that are ignorant, the drip tape is above surface or? It's above surface, okay. always above surface. And depending on the mill that you buy of drip tape from a six to eight mil versus a 15 to 20 mil, that's how many years it's gonna last. And what material is it you generally made of? It's a very thin polyethylene pipe and it basically has inline emitters in that pipe. It's like almost microscopic when you look at them and you get them in spacing, two, four, six, eight, 12 inch spacing. And when would a customer, must any kind of customer use that style of drip tape versus maybe the rings that are drippers emitters, so, so, or when, when, that, that would be a good question for our audience. When do you use the different type of drip irrigation? Well, for big farms, commercial farms, um, we have one down in Southern Oregon. It's, it's uh, our rig out of Corvallis, Oregon Dreams 420. Um, I designed a system for them where they're running drip tape. Now they have thousands of plants on this farm and the plants are spaced 18 to 24 inches apart. So the drip tape that spot for that is spaced at either 18, 24 inches, depending on their plants. And it runs, you know, a half a football field long. You have a manifold that, you know, goes anywhere from an inch and a quarter, two inch in size diameter, PVC schedule 40. Um, and then you have basically tees lined out about every, you know, four feet or whatever the rows are into that schedule 40 pipe where you have a connection point for your drip tape. So now you're in business and at some point at that beginning of that PVC line or in each line prior to the drip tape, we push regulators out there. Yeah. Now because this is a very thin polyethylene material, it needs 10 pounds of pressure, no more than that. Yeah. Or you're gonna start popping it at the seams instantly. Yeah. And people say, well, 10 PSI, how far can that go? Well, they can go a very, very long way. 
especially since you're not dealing with the friction loss and it's a straight shot. The key here is how many gallons per minute does your well put out? You know, five gallons versus 60 gallons. Now, depending on how many gallons it's putting out determines how many zones and lines you're going to have. And so you do the math and break it down that way. So if you're saying I have 20 gallons per minute out of my well, well, typically, Mark, you can run enough zones that are going to add up to 20 gallons per minute, which is thousands and thousands of feet, because now you're going to gallons per minute per hundred foot as grip tape is sold. And again, it's sold in many mills and many spacings. So commercial farms with lots of cannabis, they're running with drip tape. It's inexpensive. They throw it out at the end of the year, get big anywhere from a half a mile to a mile length rolls wow. that it comes and they roll it out. It's big, it's big. It comes in a lot of big volume rolls. And so they'll roll that out another year of irrigation. And it's simple, you know, you have a large manifold, you have your regulators and you're running your system and you're basically building it to gallons per minute. You know, like I just mentioned, you know, the, the 20 gallons per minute you got out of your beer well, you might be able to address 2000 plants with that, depending well, on how many rows you're running and I your mean, gallons. And what, I mean, let, let, let's get, let's get to, the, to, to the customers that are like, okay, I've just moved from a small irrigated garden I'm gonna be now in a 30 by 100 greenhouse. Okay, this is the customer segment I get questions from the most where I'm making that step up, you know, it's a big step. I might be doing raised beds or I might be doing pots. We're in a greenhouse, what do we do for irrigation? Well, you're talking about the application rate that I have on my property. Yeah. This is what I have. So again, we're just still dealing with gallons per hour and a thicker polyethylene pipe, it comes in basically 620 OD or 700 OD. People get confused with this mark in the industry because the fittings are different. You don't match them up to 700 OD, which I like to use that grip too because it's the widest, it is in a half inch, versus 620, people get confused. Like I got these grip fittings and they don't fit on my pipe. You know, why is that? And some get mad at the store and they can't figure it out. And some people at the store can't even give them an answer why that is. And they also sell a universal fitting that'll fit both sizes of that pipe. But back to your question, it's a thicker polyethylene pipe, you know, literally poly pipe. It's just thin wall, unlike poly pipe, where you're dealing with the 160 up to 200 pounds that's used for water lines out of wells, yeah. main state of homes. This is much thinner. And this is also running on a pressure regulator. So this polyethylene line, that's basically 700 OD in this thin wall, you're running a 30 to 35 pound pressure regulator on. And again, you can run several hundred feet on this when you're doing gallons per hour. But again, the main thing here, Mark, you know, for a homeowner is how many gallons per minute do you have coming out of your well? Now, here's the quickest way, guys, to know how much your well is putting out quickly. Put a five gallon bucket up to your spigot or water source. Run your water for 15 seconds. Stop, see how much of that bucket's filled up time that by four that's what you're getting gallons per minute out oh, wow. of your well okay, so so we're basically taking our water source and we're putting a bucket there and we're 15 seconds to see how much it fills up and then we take that number times by four and that's where our gpm 
Correct. That's going to give you how many gallons per minute and you have. For the people who don't know how to do math, 15 times 4 is 60 and 60 seconds in a minute. Exactly. And if you're filling over that 5-gallon bucket in uh, 15 <laughs> seconds, well, <laughs> you got a lot of water. Yeah. And there's gauges you can put on you at that point want to, to tell you. A regulator on that, right? Well, absolutely. Anything, Mark. Typically, your cities and most wells, it's very common for them to have 50, all the way up to 70 PSI coming out of them. Yeah. And so... What's the ideal PSI for irrigation in a greenhouse? Well, with the pressure regulators that I just mentioned, the best one is 30 to 35 okay. PSI. 30 to 35 PSI, guys. And so on that half-inch line, you can be running at 300 feet in that greenhouse. Here's how you're custom building your irrigation. You mentioned homeowners and gardens and raised beds. Here's the beauty of drip irrigation, and I love it, and I love doing designs and telling people this. So I mentioned you have emitters anywhere from half inch, from half to four gallons per hour. So here's the beauty, guys. Say you're doing a raised bed. You have squashes in one bed. Maybe you have beets in another, and you have beans in one. Now, all of them require a different amount of water, of Absolutely. course, because of the root zone yeah. and how much they're going to take Squashes in. Squashes are going to need a shitload a of water. A lot of water. Right. So you have these emitters. You have one line. It's running on that pressure regulator of 35 pounds. It goes 300 feet. You have a variety of different sized plants and applications here. You know that squash melon over there is going to take a ton of water. You know this one's going to take a very minimal of maybe one gallon. So I'm like, okay, I'm setting my timer to run my system for 15 minutes. Well, if I put that gallon emitter down, I know basically in 15 minutes, it's going to be a quarter of a gallon of water that goes onto that plant. Okay? So I want more water in 15 minutes. We'll get a four gallon emitter, put it on there. You're going to now get one gallon in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, it's still not enough. Well, then you get a spray stake. Yep. It's a low file spraying. It's not spraying high in the air. It's spraying right on the ground. That can go anywhere from 10 to 17 gallons wow. per hour. Wow, off of just a half inch? Off a half inch line. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so remember we're dealing with per hour, Mark. Yeah. But you're getting a lot more water volume out of this little spray stick. So you can custom fit, you know, where you have a 17 gallon per hour spray stick. And again, divide that by four, of course. That's where you're going to come in two minutes. What's four, you're getting about four gallons. For 15 minutes with a spray stick like that and say down at the end you have your smaller plants or you know i run my tomatoes no matter how big they get typically on a four gallon hour emitter so you could have any size emitters through this whole line from half to two to four to 17 and they're all going to run exactly with the output that they want the key to this, guys, is whenever you're purchasing emitters or spray stakes, it says PC, which means pressure compensating. Oh, okay. Okay? Because uh, yeah. you can got a lot of emitters in there that are just free flow. They're not pressure compensated. You still run them on a pressure regulator, but where you have your first one placed in the line, 
versus halfway or all the way down if you're running all these there's no consistent watering to be the exact of each plant you're putting it's just a free flow and i mean what have, what have you seen is say say we're growing cannabis yeah and say we have a greenhouse we yeah. have half inch lines we have pressure regulators we have drippers yeah and the cannabis plant wants a quarter yeah you know they want a quarter of a gallon per hour so let's let's build it let's build it for our customers right now okay let's say okay we have a greenhouse we're 30 by 100 we have you know not quite 100 foot rows but they're two feet you know and we're gonna have two lines going down each row where do we go from there well here's your simple startup and your investment number one you need a filter okay so do you have biology and fertilizer injection going into this strip system yeah number one yes we absolutely do and then you're going to have to get a disc filter now there's a difference between disc filters and screen filters screen filters are a single surface area for cleaning ideally stainless steel screens versus violin screens are the yeah. best Disc filters have seven times the cleaning surface, and it looks like poker chips inside a line in this filter. So they have seven times the amount of cleaning surface, and this is important when you're running biology through it to catch all that debris that's going through your filter to not plug up your emitters in your line. So it's protecting the flow going through your line from doing any clog ups on your emitters. So filter is a big thing. Your regulator is a big, big thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, whatever spigot or water source you have, that works. Ball valve, gate valve, irrigation valve. Whatever your water source is, you can build your irrigation system. Breathe life into your soil with GreenGrow. Organic, sustainable, all-in-one soil additives for your gardening and farming needs with the highest quality, non-harmful ingredients. Locally sourced, GreenGrow promotes probiotic soil building that will nurture and help your soil flourish, maintaining a living soil system for your plants to thrive. Easy-to-use products for all stages of growing. You take pride in what you grow, and so do we. Grow only the best with GreenGrow Biologicals. Order online or find your nearest location where GreenGrow products are sold. Okay, Perfect. that's simple. And then the drip tube and emitters are literally pennies on the dollar. <laughs> this filter, right. 30 pound regulator. Yeah. Simple, no. pretty common. Like that's the start of your system. So typically right now the pricing for a hundred foot roll or a 500 foot roll, a half inch drip tube, will run you 60, 70 bucks. That's pretty now, good. remember, you're dealing with a much higher price than you are drip tape. Drip tape is much more pennies per dollar because you're getting so much and it's so thin. But Mark, this drip tube will last you literally many years yeah. if you want. So the beauty of it now is now you get into your price of emitters and your little barb fittings and your compression fittings to basically maneuver and put all this together. The beauty of that is you can cut into this line, you can change the configuration all by popping a fitting in, kind of like Legos, and continuing your system, your lines, shorter, longer, plug and play. churning 90 degrees. They have these little things called goof plugs. If like, oops, I didn't want to put an emitter in that hole, pop in a goof plug. It's amazing. It's an amazing little plaything. I mean, you have kids trained to run these systems. So you have a lot of a playground here. So if you're custom building, like you're saying, you can put several emitters around one plant if you so like, or few emitters. Yeah. You have in your head, how many gallons per minute am I dealing with? 
and gallons per hour will dictate how many of these one gallon per hour emitters, as an example, do I need around this plant? You know, could be five, six, ten. But again, I mentioned larger emitters, four gallon per hour. So typically, if you're custom building, you want more emitters, you're going with the larger gallon per minute. Okay? It just makes sense. That's how you're customizing it. The other value is this, guys. You are watering, and you're going to love this, Mark. We address the soil and then feed the plants. So when you're feeding organically versus with systemically, your water retention in the soil is much greater when you're doing everything natural. Okay, there's a good retention. With emitters, this is what's beautiful, Mark. They're going right into the soil by the root zone of the plant. They're not spraying a large spectrum. They're designed and detailed right where you want it to go in the ground. So you're not incubating a lot of weed growth. You're not losing a lot of mist into the air with the wind and the heat. You are putting it right into the ground and you are utilizing the majority, if not all of that water without it being lost. That's the key with drip irrigation because you are using every drop and you're not wasting it. And, you know, I think the last thing I think we want to talk about is timers. Like, people, timers can sometimes mystify people. They can. Mechanical versus digital versus, you know, so let's just, let's finish on that. Because that would be the last piece in my mind after we've laid out the drip irrigation. We know the size of the pipe. We know what we can do with emitters. We know the flow rates now. But what about timers? Well, I'll tell you that. And I've done the work for you on that this year. I'll tell you what. I used to work for the drip irrigation company after I left Ferguson, and it's the same company that educated me on the product. And I knew the owner well back 20-some years ago. I seen their reps at the Far West show a few years back. I said, hey, how are you? How's so-and-so and this and that? They're like, how do you know all these names and people? I used to buy from you. I love your line. I'm familiar with the line. Well, long story short, they made me a rep because I knew the line, the ins and outs. They had a lot of different clocks. I'm not going to mention the company's name. Solar clocks, battery clocks, commercial clocks. I use them all. Many of them I put into my own system. Just because you know this, even when I worked with you. I always try everything consistently before I ever rep anything. To know if I'm going to sell it, would I buy it? So these clocks broke down on me. Solar clocks didn't work. Battery clocks worked three years. I used a couple brands, you know, you get them at the box stores, you get them at the wholesaler, they just did not hold up. Well, irrigation systems for parks, recreation, homes, they all run on clocks too. And they're pretty bulletproof clocks because there's never an error. Because they're running on low voltage wire beneath the ground. So basically you have a solenoid valve, a 24 volt solenoid valve. You have it on PVC pipe buried in the ground, and you can have your pipe hooked up that for your irrigation system. Okay? Again, you design the zone, how many gallons per minute that you're going to want on each zone, because you know 
the gallons per minute I have on the zone, I have a thousand plants. I don't want to exceed the volume that I have. I'm doing the multiplication of the gallons per hour. You've created your zone. So let's say we have 24 zones on a large commercial farm. Yeah. Everything's hardwired, but it's in a nice straight lateral pattern. This wire isn't going for hundreds of feet. It's right out the manifold up front, left to right, you're wiring these valves. They're in the ground, in a valve box, bang, you're done. These wires are then connected to your clock. My number one clock in the industry and the oldest one is Rainbird. It's basically, you can set up a Bluetooth programming, satellite programming, manual programming. This is what I put in my system because I was so tired of my other clocks this year, where I re-dug up my entire yard as I'm cussing the whole time. Why didn't I do this to begin with? Because I designed systems with this. And I put down the conduit, I put down the wire, I put down the electric valves. I'm so happy. I'm here at the show. My system is running one, two, three, four times a day if I want it. I can go into a, a second start time, run another four times. You can run your system anywhere from one to 16 times a day on these clocks. You have a lot of diversity here. Typically, they're going to run twice a day, maybe three times a day, depending on the heat. But that's your clock. It's a Rainbird. It's so wired up. Rainbird is the recommendation. That is the only one I use. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think you had one on your house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, and I mean, so you know, I think we've done a lot today to kind of demystify a lot of these concepts for people that are switching from a small garden to a medium garden. And you know, I think you did a great job explaining it to people. Because it, it, and I know it's not complicated once you get down and dirty and start building. Right, you gotta get when, comfortable. When you look at the aisle and you're in one of the big box stores, and there's this aisle of valves and elbows and you know clocks and regulators and roof plugs and whatever, people tend to just freak out until they've actually done. And I and I did my irrigation finally this year to myself, and I was like, oh, this is actually uh, a lot easier than I would have thought. So um, I appreciate you coming out today. We have more. We're going to have more conversations as the year progresses because we're going to have you on again and talk more about you know other things that we do the industry what we're doing but um, can you tell the audience where they can find you or where how they can get a hold of you if they want more information well the, okay the easiest best way is uh on instagram i run blacksmith bile on instagram uh, instagram you can also go into carl gorka find me there you'll see the bull raging bull smoking that's my logo um you can find carl gorka on facebook as well uh, if you want to look me up under northwest grind that's nw grind you can find me on Instagram and Facebook again. I also have a YouTube channel where we touch on videos like this, Mark, and it's all in lowercase NW Grind. You can basically see my YouTube videos on this, and I think I have one or two with you on there as well, Mark. Oh, excellent. And that's basically the best way, and you message me on one of those links, um, and I'd be glad to respond back, and I always do. Excellent. Well, thanks, Carl Gorga, for being on the show today. This is the Regenerate Podcast with Mark Irvin. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on the Regenerate Revolution Life Soul Success Podcast. Do not forget to leave us a five-star rating, review, like, comment, and share with your friends.